Hello everybody, my name's Darren and I write a blog called A Demon's Voice, it's about movies and shit like that, you can find it at demonsvoice.blogspot.com and also on Twitter at Demon's Voice, of which you should definitely follow me because why the fuck not? Anyway, how are you all? Hope you're all well. We're currently about year seven into the fucking coronavirus lockdown and I am bored as fuck. I have seen a few friends but I am single and they are all not, so when I see them they get to be together and I have to stay a safe distance from them all like I'm a fucking leper. I went for a walk with my friends and their new baby around the park the other day, and because I had to stay two metres away from them, to anybody watching, I presume it just looked like they were being stalked by an overly keen nonce. Speaking of which, we've all had a bit of bad news this week. A bit more. It came up as breaking on the BBC News app that, word just in, police suspect missing child Madeline McCann is likely dead. I mean, yeah. Well done, lads. She's only been missing for 13 years, so I'm glad we're finally at the point in the investigation in which you acknowledge the fucking obvious. That'd be like watching a two-hour Sherlock Holmes movie. And at one hour 55, Sherlock concludes that, you know, Moriarty, most likely a cunt. Yeah, we know. Basically, what's happened is that the world has gone to absolute shit. The government in the UK have completely fucked up their handling of the virus, Boris Johnson's private advisor Dominic Cummings was under too much pressure to resign but refusing to, and now everybody has begun to rise up against the institutional racism that is ingrained in our nation's psyche. So, as a distraction, they quickly wheeled out the story about the missing girl Madeleine McCann, and somehow it's fucking worked. I wish I could do that in my job. I used to work in a pub, and when I poured somebody a pint that was 90% head, or simply just the wrong fucking drink, when they complained to me, I could hardly lean over to them and say, look... I know that's a shit pint and not what you ordered, but instead of a new drink, how about I give you my theory about a dead child instead? It just wouldn't happen, and then if the guy with the shit drink goes back to his friends and they all complain that their drinks are shit and wrong, and they ask him, why didn't they get the drinks that they asked? If he said, don't worry, that man at the bar says Madeleine McCann is probably dead, they're not just going to drink their fucking drinks, are they? You can't get away with doing a shit job if you have a shit job, but if you have an important job like, you know, trying to run the fucking country, apparently you can do whatever the fuck you want because you fucking sheep will follow whatever bullshit they fucking feed you and I fucking hate you all and you're all fucking cunts and I am very bored this week and I'm going a bit crazy and what I'm trying to say is that I've written a blog about John Carter and I'm going to read it to you now. Enjoy and cheers. Thank you. John Carter is the greatest film that has ever been made ever, and I will die to defend it. Not really, obviously, it's a massive piece of shit, but that was a fun sentence to say out loud, considering no sane human being has ever said that before. What a novelty it felt like to do something so original. I only hope that the makers of this fucking god-awful movie get to experience what that's like one day themselves. What is John Carter about, though? From its title, we can guess that it's likely about a person called John Carter. But what else? That's hardly an exciting-sounding name, is it? Maybe it's about a bank manager that gasses himself to death in his own car after walking past a mirror and seeing how fucking dull his life is. Can you think of any other movie titles that are just the main character's name, but that aren't part of a pre-existing franchise? Because off the top of my head, I can only think of Jerry Maguire, Donnie Brasco and Vera Drake. Is that what John Carter is about? Is he a sports agent that goes undercover with the mob to perform back illegal back alley abortions? Because if not, I have just found a really easy new way of coming up with new stories. What about Carrie, Domino, and Alfie? In which case, John Carter could be about a telekinetic bounty hunter whose womanising ways end with a trip to an, uh... Oh. Well, to an illegal back-alley abortionist's. Hmm. Well, I could tell you right now that John Carter does not involve the subject of abortion in the slightest, although if I could kill it with a coat hanger and then wash it down the fucking drain, then I absolutely would. I can't tell if that was way too inappropriate a thing to say. It probably was. 
But if you felt any emotion because of that abortion joke that I just made, I can guarantee that I had more of an effect on you than this film had on me. John Carter is actually about a cowboy who gets beamed up to Mars, where he develops special jumping powers and is forced to fight in a war between two rival Martian races. And yet, despite that synopsis containing so many cool words that you could name a new brand of razor after it, it still manages to be intensely fucking dull. Watching this movie was like downtime in Guantanamo Bay in which you're forced to listen to horrific sounds whilst having nothing more stimulating than a wall to stare at until you welcome the torture as a break from the monotony. Like Gandalf transitioning from grey to white, I too lost track of time and space whilst watching this film, and if it had gone on for much longer, then I would have absolutely welcomed the thrill of being put at a 45 degree angle as my face was pissed on by an American soldier. That's a Guantanamo Bay reference again, not, uh, that's not what happened to Gandalf I don't think. But what could be so bad about it, I hear you ask? Well, in one respect, you could argue that its biggest problem isn't really its fault at all. The film is based on a book that came out over a hundred years ago by the respected Tarzan author Edgar Rice Burroughs. Unfortunately, pop culture has spent that last century raping and plundering this source material of its ideas like a horny Viking horde of intellectual property thieves. Now that book has finally been adapted into its own film, John Carter is left looking like a eunuch working in a brothel and with a stitched up arsehole. He really has very little to offer. Flash Gordon, Avatar and even Superman may owe a huge debt to the book, but in terms of entering the world of the cinema, I suppose that's just tough shit on John Carter. Perhaps the film that this reminded me the most of was Star Wars Episode 2. Mars looks like Genosis, everything looks like it was filmed on a green screen, and John Carter actually kind of looks like Anakin. There's even a set piece involved in a giant arena fight in which the hero was forced to fight a horde of multi-limbed monsters. The similarities were coming so thick and fast that it was like being attacked by an Attack of the Clones clone. George Lucas is pretty open about having stolen ideas from the book that this film is based on, but because everybody else has too, this film ends up feeling as cliched as fuck. John Carter features a white protagonist who receives some wise and mystical advice from the holy but simple native folk. How many other films can you name in which that happens? I just tried to work it out, but so many titles came flooding to my mind that my head nearly exploded like the end of fucking Scanners. If there are any native folk in this film, and it takes place on Mars, at least there might be some interesting aliens here though I hear you say. No. They're all shit too. When I was about eight, my friend pulled a bogey out of his nose and began to eat it. Why was that bogey a weird colour, I asked him. Because I'd been chewing on it for about a week came his response. He promptly then took the bogey out of his mouth and popped it back up his nose. I've never felt more sick in my life. And the aliens in this movie, they just kinda looked like my friend's deformed bogey if it had come back to life to try and defend itself. For a character whose name alone is considered the sole selling point of this entire movie, you'd think that John Carter himself would be a lot more interesting too. He's played by the actor Tyler Kitsch, who you might remember as the guy that got bitten on the dick by a snake in Snakes on a Plane. He's also been in some other quite good things, but you know... Being bitten on the dick by a snake is kind of like being the kid who shits his pants in school. It doesn't matter what else you go on to do, you're always going to be the kid that shat his pants. Or, in the case of Tyler Kitsch, the guy who was bitten on the dick by a snake. Anyway, he's not very good here, with the actor spending most of the time being outacted by his own fucking nipples. He spends most of the movie wearing nothing more than a couple of belts across his body, which makes a good portion of this story feel like a fever dream section from a Jodie Marsh biopic. In his defence, however, the writing of his character and pretty much everything else on screen is pretty shoddy, considering they'd had a hundred fucking years to think about what they wanted to write. I know it's a trope of the genre to use new words and terms to describe the aliens' names, species, and various tribes, but there were parts of this film that sounded as though the script had been written by a dyslexic on bath salts as they slapped their dick against the keys to type. 
It does it all too without even the slightest sense of fun or camp. Occasionally it tried to be humorous or have a humorous moment, but the jokes were so forced and painful that I'd have honestly preferred to have been punched in the fucking face. Although we're told that John Carter takes place on Mars, you could be forgiven for thinking that it all takes place on Uranus because of how full of shit this film is. Oi, scientists can try and change how we pronounce that planet, but it'll always sound like Uranus to me. I swear that I watched this film in its entirety, and yet I still wouldn't be able to tell you what the fuck it was about. Why are there two tribes of aliens? Why is one of those tribes full of aliens and the other what look like actual humans? Were they actual humans or did they just look like humans? Why did the big, bald and veiny Mark Strong look more like a massive dildo than he ever has before? Why does John Carter have special jumping powers when he's on Mars? Because he really does get quite good at it. In fact, if John Carter could jump so high on Mars, then even the most impressive of snakes would have had trouble biting him on the dick there. I'm sure the film must have explained it, but by then my boredom had started to manifest itself physically and had started to bleed from the fucking ears. The original title of this movie was John Carter of Mars, which is clearly a lot fucking better than the one they ended up with. And of course, you can call the turd whatever you want and it's still going to stink of shit, but at least people would have had a better idea of what this film was going to be about. Apparently the film Mars Needs Mums had done particularly badly the year before, and the studio would assume it was because people just didn't like Mars anymore. Although, unless they think the appeal of The Martian was in seeing Matt Damon growing stuff out of his own shit, I suspect they may have been wrong on that one. But even if Mars was the problem, is John Carter really the best title they could come up with? Because, and I hate to brag, but if I was to come up with something off the top of my head, here's an example for you. White men can jump. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers, and see you next time. <laughs>